Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. Hour number two, live in L.A. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening. It is a great time to be here. Derek Carr, this morning, four-year deal. We don't know how much yet. New Orleans Saints. He's the best quarterback this morning in that division. They're the best team and the best roster in that division. So, half the playoff teams this year will not make it next year. That's the season average. That's the NFL average. So, the Saints feel like this morning, that roster, that defense, that quarterback... Saints feel like, oh, that'd be a playoff team in that lousy division. That would be a playoff team. So there's one of them this morning, Russell Wilson in Denver. With the Raiders now not having car, Denver feels much more viable. Ben Johnson coming back to the Lions. Aaron may be leaving. They feel much more viable. That's what it feels like today. Yeah, and it's tough because you've got to think, like, can a Seattle get back there again next year? Or were they all fluky? New York Giants, can they get back there? Uh, now they're paying Daniel Jones. So Are the Vikings going to win 11 straight one-possession games? Probably not. No. No. And the Jets will probably find a way into the... Wait a minute. They don't have a quarterback, <laughs> damn it! So. <laughs> Here we go on a Monday. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong. Fire away. Where Colin was right. We told you KD would work. He would work instantly. They would win instantly. And they're 3-0 on the road. He had 37 yesterday. Kyrie and the Mavs, they're 4-5 since he showed up. Westbrook and the Clippers, 1-5. But with KD, he's not ball-centric. So he fits quickly, plug-and-play into any offense. He doesn't need the ball early. He can get it late. He is exactly what we predicted. It would look like he's been playing there for some time. And wouldn't you know, after three games, 27-7-4 with the Suns, that's his career average. The best, as we predicted, plug-and-play guy in the league. Where Colin was wrong. I was surprised when I initially heard Derek Carr was going to the Saints. I thought he would go to that division, but Carolina, because they had an offensive coach. But Carolina still, to some degree, is rebuilding that roster. The Saints are not. 
That is a playoff roster. It's like when Brady went to Tampa. They had to get a right tackle, upgraded running back, but it was a playoff roster. That's where the Saints are today. So Derek Carr surprised me. Good fit. Always rooted for him. Derek Carr with the Saints. Where Colin was right. Anthony Richardson, quarterback at Florida, stole the show this weekend. Said last week he'll be the most interesting quarterback in the draft. Biggest, strongest, fastest, some Cam Newton comps. He's not nearly as productive or as talented as Cam Newton was in college. But the combine, you know, it's a beauty contest. His vertical set a record, his 40 time. Some mock drafts have him going in the top two. I don't think he's close to being ready to play in the NFL. I don't think he's even close to playing in the NFL. But that's not what we predicted. We said he'd be the most interesting of all the quarterbacks out of college, and this weekend he was. Where Colin was wrong. I didn't like Anthony Davis pain-free sitting against Oklahoma City. But I will say this, he was dominant yesterday, 39 points, tons of energy in the fourth quarter, had 12 in the final quarter, and it paid off. The Lakers said, listen, OKC doesn't have their best player. We can win without him and LeBron. They did. What we do is we need him against Golden State, a smaller defensive roster, and Anthony Davis was unstoppable, and he had a ton of energy. So give credit to the Lakers. Where Colin was right. Despite losing yesterday, you guys sold your Warrior stock. I kept saying after the trading deadline, they will get hot with or without Steph Curry. They figured out their bench. They now have Kaminga playing more minutes. Pools become more reliable. They moved off James Wiseman. He never fit. You've got Lamb and Michael Green off the bench for some size. And Dante DiVincenzo, he's gotten so many minutes with Steph Curry out. He's now a vital piece in this machine. So yesterday, Steph Curry played well. Didn't shoot particularly great, but they've won five of six, three and one last week. And I told you, if you were selling stock this year on the Warriors, I was buying. They'd figure it out after the uh, trade deadline. Where Colin was wrong. The Rams have given receiver Allen Robinson permission to seek a trade. I thought this was going to be a good get for them. He's just not dynamic. It didn't fit. Now, I was told that Matt Stafford pounded the table. Cooper Cup pounded the table. Two players really wanted Allen Robinson, and so McVay and Les Snead caved to the two players. They were reluctant. Well, that's why GMs are GMs and players are players. I thought he was going to be a nice fit. He had 340 yards as a Ram. He wasn't a, he wasn't a two. He wasn't a three. He was a five. He just was not effective at all. Where Colin was right. Well, according to Dane Brugler, C.J. Stroud was the most impressive player he saw this weekend at the Combine. And we've said this about Stroud. He's Justin Herbert. He's unassuming. He's quiet. A multiple-year starter. Didn't show any running ability until the final game of his college career. I've got size, maturity, accuracy. He won a lot of games. But like Herbert, the Buckeyes didn't run him until they absolutely had to against Georgia. Same with Oregon against Wisconsin. And then you wake up and go, wait a minute. I had no idea he could run. Nobody had any idea Justin Herbert could do what he did against the Badgers in the Rose Bowl. So I, there's a lot to like about him. Big, no ego, unassuming, quiet, productive, multiple-year starter, and nobody's talking about it. Nobody was talking about Herbert. It was Tua, it was Burrow, and here's Justin, walks into the league, and he's great day one.
where Colin was right. Luca and Kyrie, we said they would be dynamic, but not a serious contender. They're both awful defensively. They're fun to watch. They're an automatic bucket. They're great for Sports Center. You could write articles about them, but they're two and five playing together, and mostly because it's like ABA basketball. Only thing different is the color of the ball. They can't defend anybody. <laughs> but it is fun. And can I just say this? I know you love Luca. He even complains when he gets the bucket. I, I've never seen I mean, Magic Johnson used to really complain a lot. Luca complains about everything, even when he wins. Even when he wins the possession, he complains. Not, I, I'm, I'm kind of getting over it. All right, with that, on a busy NFL day today, Rick Buecher, Fox Sports NBA analyst, covering the NBA now for almost 30 years. Your first year was 1993 was your first year covering the NBA. Do you remember it well, by the way, your, your rookie year? I do, because it was, it was one of the greatest NBA finals that I've ever watched. Triple overtime, Bull Suns, Jordan oh, versus yeah. Barkley. Oh, I came in on a high, my friend, yes. <laughs> so, those were, yes, was- and the Warriors were tanking for Chris Webber. So it was a very momentous year. Okay, so um, we were believers. Uh, Kevin Durant, I I said this earlier, there's an argument to be made the two greatest teams in league history, the Warriors, Mm -hmm. when they brought in KD, and he fit in seamlessly. Mm -hmm. I had my doubts. Mm -hmm. And then then the Bulls. That if you put players as good as Kareem or Magic on those Bulls teams, it would change the way they play. Yeah. You could just say, Pippen, you go home, KD, you play, and KD would work on that team. Yeah. You could make him a better version of Kukoc is that KD is very rare. In an era where those who score have to dominate the ball, he doesn't. He fits every. Yeah. He fit with Simmons who won't shoot, Kyrie who won't show up, and Harden was over shape, out of shape. I think, I watched yesterday and I'm like, they can play with anybody. Maybe yeah. not Milwaukee, but I. what do you make of it? I agree with you a thousand percent when it comes to uh, KD because he can score in so many ways. And we saw that with the Warriors. What it made him so devastating is he could score off of one or two dribbles. And you put him in position and he's either scoring from the mid-range or he can attack the rim if he wants. But yeah, that's why he fits with everyone. Now, I think one of, one of the things we're ignoring when we look at his fit with the Suns versus some of the other teams that we discussed is... As much as Chris Paul has fallen off, he's still the organizer. So you have that with the Suns. You have two scorers in Devin Booker and KD, yeah. and then you have a floor general. There's duplic- it's duplicative with the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic is a scorer and the floor general. And so there, the diversity of, of roles and it, responsibilities. It's clear with the Suns. It's, it's clear. And then you have Monty Williams, who has always preached defense. Like, that's part of their DNA. They may not have the same defensive talent, but they're, that's still part of their base. So I, I understand why it, it works. And at this point, having seen everybody else, I was skeptical that the Suns had enough to get it done. But by default, I would say that they're my team right now to come out of the West. Okay, and let, let's talk about the Warriors. So, yesterday, Steph didn't have a great shooting afternoon. Right. Um, but um, I, I think his absence has allowed Jordan Poole to flourish mm-hmm. and grow mm-hmm. and Dante DiVincenzo to kind of become a floor leader. And so I look at them and I think, in a weird way, Steph got time off. Yeah. Two other guards appreciably grew yeah. 
I think they're a handful. I don't because one of the things that I thought the Lakers exposed was they're going to have problems against size, and they're going to see size along the way. Anthony Davis could do whatever he wanted. Oh, he did, yeah. And they don't have rim protection. That's where I disagree with you. Wiseman wasn't the defensive player that they needed. Uh, he's, he's much more of an accomplished offensive player at this point in his career, and they didn't really need that, which is why they moved off of him. But they needed a rim protector. Their, their intuition was correct in terms of what they needed, and they don't have that now. How did they do it last year? Uh, well, Draymond was still Draymond, and it was who they had to go through. Who, who did they have to go through that, that had size? Really didn't... Well, the West, Jokic is, but Jokic doesn't play like a classic center. He doesn't. He's he doesn't. away from the basket. Exactly. He's a playmaker, and he's from the tops, and, and, and they didn't have the driving forces, so you didn't have to worry about that in do the you, same way. Do you way. really have to worry about size in the West now? It's such a wing conference. It is. It is. I don't have an Embiid. I don't have a Giannis. But, but well, the other part is, though that the Warriors don't have great wing defenders. Like, Andre Iguodala used to bother Anthony Davis. Klay Thompson used to be a great uh, defensive stopper, great two-way player. Those guys, uh, with Klay, offensively, he's there. But I just believe the combination of not having rim protection and, uh, and not having great wing defensive players is ultimately going to bite the Warriors. And look, and there's also the disparity of road versus home. Home, they are unbeatable because, and I've been there, Chase Center gets just geeked up and all those young players, suddenly Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome and DiVincenzo, they all play over their heads. Steph or Clay hits a couple threes and the building goes nuts. And now they all think, well, we're, we've got this. And they've eked out a lot of wins. It's not like they're blowing teams out. They've come back to win games in Chase Center, I believe, just because of that momentum. None of that is existing on the road. And for where they are right now, they're going to have to play a lot of road games to be able to advance. I expect them to be in the playoffs. Um, I don't expect them to be in the play-in. Yeah. But... They're going, to have, they're going to have to win on the road, and I just don't see the formula for them doing that. So through my life watching the NBA and talking about it, uh, veteran teams dominate in the playoffs, uh, mostly because they're more physical, refs swallow the whistle, and you know those, those, these 29, 30-year-old guys have been in pro weight rooms for eight years. They push around young guys, and the refs don't call it. Mm-hmm. And it becomes much more physical. Yeah. Uh, there's also a maturity factor. Memphis, John ja Morant, the gun IG story. And I look at Memphis, and I think to myself, this is why I like veteran teams. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a kid... What do you make of the John Morant story? It's a tough one because it's not I the don't... the first time in my life I've seen a young guy make a mistake in the league. He's a kid. He's rich. It's, it's a lot. Well, I, this is the interesting aspect, I believe, of, of where we are with the NBA. It used to be in college. You had to be conscious of the parental influence. Yeah, yeah. Once they got to the pros, yeah, it was a pro, yeah. they were men. Uh, and, and they were... They'd experienced life. Now you have guys who are becoming superstars at nineteen in 20. their early twenties, and the influence of I, I just believe the the family dynamic is greater than ever. And he's not alone. I mean, there's uh, we went through the Lavar Ball saga. Yeah, yeah. Luka Doncic 
kind of separated from his mom. Like the influence, the number of parents now that want to be principally involved in their in their sons' careers as NBA players. Whether I mean, uh, Kyrie Irving's mom is his agent. Like they, it's it's not just that they're going out and hiring people to do the various roles. Like they're all intrinsically involved. In their lives, and so now it depends on: are your are your parents giving their kids good counsel here? Is, is there do they understand the big picture, or are they kind of treating them like parents and uh, sometimes accommodating parents yeah. rather than disciplined parents? So I, I just I think that the dynamic has changed dramatically, and we're seeing it play out on this platform where we're conscious of everything going on. I, I like, there's so much about what I know about Ja that I believe, uh, I, I don't believe he's a bad person. I don't think yeah. he's, I, I just, I, I think that he doesn't, he didn't fully grasp what it means to be a superstar. I wouldn't. It and how on. vulnerable. Oh, I, I like, that's why I'm slow to criticize. I know what I was like in my twenties. I made plenty of mistakes and I, it simply wasn't on as big a stage as, uh, thankfully, that uh, the Jai is. So, I knowing a little bit about who he is, I fully expect that he's going to recover from this. But I, I, I think it's it's commensurate for every young guy. I look at who who is counseling them, who's well, advising them. Well, the other thing is the reason the NFL draft gets such big TV ratings because you are watching men get drafted who can emotionally and physically win games in the NFL day one. In the NBA draft, you get two rounds. There's probably four players per draft that can play initially and have any impact, mm-hmm. and they can't drink at the hotel bar. Yeah. They're 19. Yeah. And so nobody. the NBA draft doesn't do particularly well. You have about four or five guys, and even the ones that are home runs, they're kids. Mm-hmm. So I used to, you know, we all grew up with Ewing at the draft or Tim Duncan and like the college football draft, these were men. Yeah. They were, they had a defined game and they had a defined personality. Yeah. We're watching all these young NBA players. They're just growing in front of us. So I tend to be like, you know, I, I look at John, I'm like, people have asked me, what's my opinion? My opinion is he's a 20, 21 year old kid. The world's his oyster. Mm-hmm. He's now got a hundred million dollars and he's not quite sure who to eliminate from a social circle, yeah. who to include. I didn't at the, you know, I, I was poor. So I just think it's a lot to heap on a 21-year-old or wh- however old he uh, is. Especially with NBA players, they're always told, don't forget where you came from. Of course. And so th- th- there's this mixed message of, you know, stay true to your roots. But the reality is, as a result of your fame, as a result of your finances, you're in a different stratosphere now. You don't not forget everybody, where, not everybody is a good actor. Like right. like every even people that grew up with stability in their lives. Yeah. There's a lot of wannabes when you get rich. 100%. And and you can like don't forget where you came from, but sometimes you have to forget who you came up with in order to Jalen Rose talked about this yesterday. Yeah. In 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 order to move forward. So I I I I understand that. I think he'll get it turned around. The challenge. I would fully yeah. expect Plus, that a, he turns it around. It's a respected inside. They're, they're, um, the management's respected, right? Like, this is a pretty well-run organization, is it? <sighs> this is where I 
this is where I have questions about the Memphis Grizzlies. Taylor Jenkins is such a uh, attention to detail coach. Yeah. But being around, and I haven't been around that 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 team a lot. But what little I have, it almost feels like there's a trade, either a trade off or a trust. It's a it's a very young team. Yeah. I don't sense there's a lot of influence on them outside of what they're expected to do on the basketball court. Yeah. They're kind of left to their own devices. Yeah. And it and I and I don't and I'm this is speculation on my part, but I often see this in small markets with big stars. They're afraid to hold the young guys accountable because they think the young guys are going to go AAU on them and say, I'm out. Oh, what you you want to tell me what to do? Do you understand? You're Memphis. I'm right. John Morant. Yeah. Like, I'll go someplace else if you don't like. If you're going to try to pull the leash on me, and and I'm not saying that's what is happening here, but I've seen that dynamic sure. with teams well, that are afraid to lose their superstars. Well, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and Favre. They manipulate the franchise. It's. I mean, it. I mean, Baltimore today is like okay, Lamar. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. They yeah. have a history of bigger. It's the strength of the inst- it's the strength of the organization where yeah. they you know I mean <laughs> Jerry Krause would say organizations win championships yeah. not players that's that's taking it to the <laughs> other side of it yeah but there has to be some element of that okay I'm gonna throw this out there right now we were oh, talking boy. about this last week this always scares me the, 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 the J Mac this always genuinely the sc- Knicks are gonna knock somebody off. off the Knicks are gonna knock somebody off big oh. it's not gonna be Milwaukee you don't buy the Knicks I'm not buying the Knicks yet I do I think they're better. But their, de- their decision-making is still a- suspect, and I believe it really comes down to matchups. And no, I'm not taking the recent wins, you okay. know, eking one out over the Boston Celtics as an indication. Nine, ah, nine okay. Straight. Okay. All right. They play- I- now, there, there is a history in the NBA. Let's be honest. There are teams that haven't done anything in the postseason, and they treat the regular season with great urgency. Right. Celtics aren't. You know, like the Warriors don't in the first half. Popovich's Spurs after titles didn't. So this Knicks team, seeding matters. They would love to Tom Thibodeau teams take every hard. every single regular season game seriously. And then the question is, when you get to the postseason, can you elevate? I mean, I look honestly. It, I, I think they're better than the team that lost to the Hawks in the first so round. But I. I heard this exact same okay. narrative about, right. oh, we're back, here we go, and it's like. Yeah, not convinced yet. I I think your point, Thibodeau teams grind. Yes. And not everybody does in the regular season. Yes, yes. You you and I have talked about this privately or uh, on my podcast, is that you go into an NBA game on most nights and people have two objectives. Some guys are resting players. I mean, the Lakers go Oklahoma City and like, we're resting AD for the Warriors game. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the Knicks objective right now is move up the standings, Get home court. Well, and protect their jobs. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they're like, uh, Jim Dolan hasn't been overall happy with what he expected from a Leon Rose, Tom Thibodeau combination. So making hay and demonstrating that they can deliver is, is something that they're playing for more so than Joe Missoula and the Boston Celtics at this point. Rick Buecher. Good stuff, buddy. Good to see you. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources endless hot water easy on the environment go tankless tankless made symbol.com tankless made symbol.com ask for navian save energy save space jmac with the news on a busy monday no, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, so the Derek Carr numbers are out. Oh, yeah. So this is interesting, but it, the, the contract, the Saints are crafty. You know they're good with the cap. Oh, they always are. So Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, says four-year deal for $150 million with $100 million in total guarantees. But it looks like the first two years are guaranteed. For 60 mil. Okay. And then there's another 10 mil that vests for if he goes to year three. So 70 mil guaranteed divided by two guaranteed years is about $35 million. Totally reasonable. That's a good deal. For the 12th best quarterback in the league, thereabouts. Now, maybe more info will come out, but this is funny money. When you see 150 million for Derek Carr, people are going to freak out. Dak is making 40 mil this year. Is there a big difference between Derek Carr and Dak? Dak has had to carry his franchise. Derek has more than Dak. And has Dak carried them anywhere? No, I, I would say Derek has had terrible defenses his entire time. Front office chaos, player chaos. So Dak's grown up, say what you want about the Cowboys, in a reasonably stable environment, surrounded by pretty good football players. Uh, Derek Carr has uh, been in a chaotic ownership front office situation with a new coach every year. So Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy, say what you want about Dak, is he's had two coaches, both offensive. He's had good coordinators. Now the Cowboys have a great defensive coordinator. We can roll our eyes at the Cowboys, but it's a pretty stable organization. It may underachieve, but it's not unstable. The Raiders have been unstable, so it's hard to look at Derek Carr and give him a fair grade. What is he? 
what will he be in New Orleans, which is a stable organization? Okay, now one thing they haven't really had is receivers. That's been a bit of an issue. Well, so Olave. let's look. Chris Olave was very good. Was very good as a rookie. Uh, Michael Thomas Needy, doesn't difficult. sound like he's going to stay there. Okay, it's so early. he's a lot to deal with. Jarvis Landry, uh, I don't know his contract a, situation, but he, I think he's going to be going elsewhere. That would be my he, guess. Yeah, I mean, Kamara is still there. Kamara is still there. Suspension potentially looming for that incident he had. They don't have a ton of needs. I would guess wide receivers one of them. I would tend to agree with you. The defense was okay. Like, listen, you could say there's a playoff team in the what the NFC South, but that's not the, like they're not. I, I wouldn't put them in the contender in the NFC. Would you? Well, I think they have a very good defense and a very they draft really well. So I, I, if you go look at the last ten drafts, I bet you they're a top six, seven team overall. Not a lot of early whiffs. I mean, who, who's the upper crust in the NFC? Philadelphia and San Francisco, right? They're a cut of no everyone. question. Okay, who is is the Saints? Are the Saints in the next group in terms of personnel? No, play, playoff contender. The, this morning with Derek Carr, they're absolutely in the next three to four. Absolutely. See, the weird thing is with Rodgers in flux, we don't know. We don't know the Packers okay, are so TBD. Okay, so let's do this. So who let's do you just have? take out the Niners, Eagles, right, and say who are the next five teams that you think. And you have to count Derek Carr in this. Yeah. The next five teams that are competent, quarterback, okay, weapon. Okay, Cowboys and Saints, who who would you have higher? I think this morning they're very equal. I think they're so very So the Saints even. would host a playoff game because they win the division. But, but the, the Cowboys, Cowboys play are... in a much tougher right. division. So they'll go on the road to the Saints. If you gave me Derek Carr and the Saints, Dak and the Cowboys today, I think the Saints have an overall better roster with fewer holes. That's Cowboys nice. don't have... Cowboys have one legit receiver. It looks like they're going to lose their tight end because they franchise tag Tony yeah. Pollard today. We'll get that. Trip. They don't have a number two corner. The Cowboys have some holes, and okay. and they better find a left tackle because Tyron Smith is about done. Vikings or Saints? Saints today. Saints. Saints or Seahawks today? Depends on the draft. If Seattle has enough, Seattle's got a lot of draft capital and a lot of money. I would say Seattle by the end of April. We're, we're Interesting. So it sounds like you have the Saints as maybe a top five team in the NFC. This morning? What don't they have? I mean, they have an elite pass I know Sean rusher. Payton's friends with him, but I, no, I mean, a, the jury's still out on their head coach. How about that? Is okay, that that's safe? That's totally safe to fair. Okay. Totally fair. That's their weakness. A defensive coach, and I'm not sure he's the guy. But in term, and that matters. But in terms of personnel, I don't hmm. see glaring holes. They have weapons, good old line play, great edge rusher, top corner, emerging young stars. I, there's not a lot about the Saints. It's a it would tomorrow. Yesterday it was a quarterback coach issue. Today it's now just a coach issue. I'm I'm looking forward to. I think you said what Wednesday you're gonna uh, do the standings in the NFC. That's always fun because the internet. You don't think out. I'm crazy here, right? No, I mean, I need to drill down a little bit more on this defense that you're hyping. Um, I just know offensively they were challenged last they year. They gave Tom Brady for three years in Tampa. Is this yeah. fair? Brady struggled with one NFC team consistently. And Dennis Allen has it. Done. The Saints. That was um, the one NFC team he struggled with. Next up, the Cowboys. Uh, I don't want people thinking we're shoehorning them in, but they have some news. They announced yeah. that Tony Pollard is getting tagged. That's good for them. So he will make $10.1 million if he plays on the tag this year. Okay. I think that's they had to keep him. He suffered that brutal injury, I think, uh, yeah. Tibia or no. maybe one of them in the playoff game. Got to have him. But what does this mean for Dalton Schultz? Probably gone now. Here, uh, Maybe they can restructure Zeke Elliott, free up some room, and they're able to keep Schultz. But uh, I've got some guys on social media telling me, 
The Cowboys' backup tight end is awesome. Just trust me, he's really good. They can lose Schultz. Okay. Uh, all right, all right. I, I don't know. You can't take away weapons from Dak, who I think your line is, if he has to throw over 30 passes, they're probably losing the game. No, it's right? 35. 35. If you ask Dak, Pollard's a good signing for them. They they need Tony Pollard. Because really, at this point, Zeke feels like a short yardage back. Tony Pollard was their second best weapon after C.D. Yeah, he's a home run hitter. He's Zeke's out of the home run hitting runs. Like, that's over. I mean, he's eight yards or less. That's what he is at this point. Uh, all right, final story, Colin, is Luka Doncic, my guy. Oh, yeah. All right, here's So, uh, Devin Booker, look at this video closely. Devin Booker's lobbying. Where's the call? Where's the call? Where's the call? Yelling at the ref, and then he says something to Luka, and Luka says, what the bleep, and get, they get in each other's faces here. Luka's not having it. I, I love this rivalry. I really do. <laughs> I feel bad for Luka missing that shot because you know I'm, well, uh, I'm I like I like Booker. I like his personality. Interesting. I, I mean, I... Do you have a bike? I do with Booker? follow Booker on Instagram for whatever. He's got all these cool cars. Yeah. He's got this like laid back, chill demeanor. He's got very much. He's got some swag. He's he's a little Clay Thompson. That's he not lets bad. His, he lets his game do his talking. But the problem is he started to chirp a lot since well, Chris Paul arrived. And well, don't go talking trash to the best player in the NBA, Luka Doncic, okay? <laughs> Luka would post him up. Did you see the post-ups yesterday? Chris Paul fighting with Luka, Devin Booker fighting. And Colin, there was another video uh, that emerged of Kyrie Irving getting in Devin Booker's face after this incident late in the game. And uh, Kyrie and Luka are fiery. I'm just telling you. Listen. Let's just hear what, let's hear what they have to say after the game first. I'll, I'll fire off. You know, you guys say you don't want everybody to be friendly, friendly. There you go. We got, you know, we got, we got some smoke. I mean, it's just two competitors going at it. Um, like I just said, you got everybody speaks on, you know, how friendly the NBA is now, and and don't like that. And you know, I have no problem with Luca um, on or off the court. But you know, when we're competing, we're competing. Like it? I, I do. This is this is really. I- a steely I, confidence. I know you think the Mavs are wobbly, but Colin, they with Luca and Kyrie, they've lost, I think, five games by fewer than like four or five points. Mm. They've been really close. They're just starting to figure it out. They've got another 17 games. I'm telling you right now, Colin, just remember, I, I've, I've had some big hits on this show. This team's going to be deadly in the postseason. And I will... Who's defending the rim? Who cares? Nobody's stopping this offense. This, I, I will, I'm willing to say the Mavs are going to the conference finals. Oh, in, in God. Western. Come on. Lock, I don't care what the matchup is. They are that good. This team, it's they, they've been playing together for like seven games. It's funny. KD and the Suns have been playing together three. They've yet to lose. Did you see the strategy the Mavs said? We're going to give Josh Kogi and Wayne Wright and uh, Torrey Craig all the shots. Well, Torrey Craig was like 0 for 8 from 3. This team is basically Chris Paul. Who no who, nobody's afraid of Chris Paul anymore, by the way. Lamb, uh, Cameron Payne, DeAndre Ayton. It's about a seven-man rotation. And only two guys scare you. DeAndre Ayton, by the way, when's he gonna start crying about shots? He had like six shots yesterday in the game. It's coming. I lo- I can't wait for the Suns meltdown in the postseason. Who won the game yesterday? It's just weird. I, t- I tend to be a standings guy. <laughs> My favorite thing is when I text Cowherd a strong opinion about the game, and instantly I'm watching. I'm watching. You know, he's he's really locked in on these NBA. No, it's fun. It was, Listen, that was, was a great. I, I got on my flight at ten. Game started. This was my entertainment for two hours and fifteen minutes. Are you kind of loud guy on the plane? Like, oh, Luca, or are you just silent? And- I'm never loud guy, except on this show. Shockingly, I am loud guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> comes out of nowhere. J Mac with the news. 
Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, so the Raiders, this story out, Derek Carr to the Saints. The Raiders are now front runners for Jimmy Garoppolo, according to Dan Graziano, legitimate reporter. Uh, there's a lot of things. You, you can't go into a season if you're the Raiders. Mahomes, Herbert, and Russell Wilson and Sean Payton with Jarrett Stidham. You, you got to go big. So, um, and Aaron Rodgers has already said he's not going to the Raiders. So the Raiders are, as a franchise, they're strangely viable. And hear me out on this. So there's football's changed because of rules and safety regulations. There are now positions that you have to be elite at. You don't have to be great at safety. You don't have to be great at linebacker. Um, you know, you, you don't. But you have to be good at left tackle. 
Raiders check the box. Colton Miller, you've got to have weapons. They really check the box. Uh, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Um, they have a, a running back and a decent O-line. Josh Jacobs that can eat the clock. They can play with a lead, eat the clock. They have an edge rusher in Max Crosby. The Raiders did not finish in fourth place. They finished in third, and nine of their 11 losses were one possession. They've got a Minnesota Vikings feel to them where first year they've got an offensive coach. They're putting in a system. You could see them bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, who, of course, was in New England with Josh McDaniels. He knows the offense with these weapons. Score, they're not going to be a huge drop-off to the offense. That's not going to be the drop-off. The question is, with all their draft capital and their cap space, can they go buy an elite corner? Because they actually checked the box on the defensive line. They have a great pass rush. Crosby's a great, great player. So they could go buy a Jalen Ramsey. They could go buy him. This team checks in 2023. There's about six boxes. Offensive coach, edge rusher, weapons, left tackle, quarterback, corner. They check all of them except quarterback this morning and corner. And there's a Jalen Ramsey is one of uh, the kid at Tampa. They hit Tampa has a really good corner that's going to be on the market. Go buy him. Go buy Jalen Ramsey and then put Garoppolo in. They're strangely viable. If you go look at teams that lose a large number of one possession games, generally that's random. You come back. I remember one year Russell Wilson was like had a great record in one possession games. Even with great quarterbacks, that's not the way it works. That's why I called Minnesota as the most improved team in the NFL this year. Now, I didn't suspect they'd go 11-0 and in one-possession games. But nine of the 11 losses for the Raiders were a rookie, a first-year head coach, a first-year GM. It's not their quarterback, Derek Carr. He's trying to figure out their system. So my guess is Garoppolo in this system that he knows is going to be much better in one-possession games. That is my guess. And if you look at the Raiders' schedule, they didn't finish fourth last year. They finished third. A lot of winnable stuff. Um, I mean, you know, home games against teams many believe will regress. The Giants, the Vikings. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers will even be a Packer. Who's going to be the Jets quarterback? And road games against the Colts, Lions, Bears. Those those could be winnable. So it, it's not a daunting schedule. Go buy a corner. You have the third most cap space in the league. Garoppolo fits into this system, which he knows well. There are a lot of teams in this league we just think aren't very good. Half of the playoff teams this year will not make it next year. So I, I, the Raiders, I watched them all year long. They're bizarrely viable. They're not the Bears. The Bears don't have a number one receiver. They don't have an edge rusher. We don't know if they have the right quarterback. They've got a defensive coach. Uh, then it, The Bears have eight boxes they don't check. Raiders check them all. Except corner, go buy one. And quarterback, this could be your guy who knows the system. So I think I keep your eye on the Raiders. Um, there's going to be a lot that happens here. Desperation speeds up any business. So if Garoppolo in the next 48 hours signs with the Raiders, the Lamar Jackson situation, the Jet situation, the Aaron Rodgers situation, those dominoes are going to fall fast. So the Derek Carr move today by the Saints really puts the Jets in a corner. What are they going to do? Colin, I just want to note, I'm sure the audience hears, oh, new playoff teams every year. In 2021, the two number one seeds were the Green Bay Packers and the Tennessee Titans. Neither made the playoffs last year. Things can happen quickly. 
I know people love, like, the Buffalo Bills. There's a chance they... Listen, there was some aggression already. The Josh Allen contract, they're going to be losing some guys in free agency. Things happen. I know... The Packers were 13-4, and and they just missed the playoffs the following year. I wouldn't be shocked if there's some major surprises around the league next year. Major. Well, I think... The one, Minnesota's not going to go 11-0 and 0 and win every single close game. You just, that's not going to happen. Detroit, last couple years, has drafted very well. Detroit could very well be better. Lamar leaves Baltimore. They're not going to be as viable if they can't figure out the quarterback. We both like Philadelphia. We both like Jalen Hurts. They have a lot of free agents. The schedule was extremely favorable. They're probably not going to duplicate what they just did this past year. Okay, we, we would, and the coaching change. Uh, I think they lost their defensive coordinator. Well, well, also, what if Brock Purdy comes back down to earth? Trey that, Lance isn't the guy in San Fran. Yeah, I mean, it, it's and and by the way, you can see what the Rams are doing. The and I was told this. I was told. I, I've said this on the air multiple times. I'm pretty well connected to the Rams. I was told McVay said, "I'll come back, but a new shift for the organization. Just get me offense." I was told this off season. The Rams were going to move off Ramsey, everybody but Aaron Donald. They're moving off of. It's going to become an offensive organization. McVay's like, I'll come back, but you got to get me weapons. So the story today, Leonard Floyd, about eight, nine sacks a year, the story was leaked to the rest of the market. He's available. So they've obviously tried to move him, didn't have a lot of success. So the Rams now put that out there for a reason. Hey, everybody. If you need an edge rusher, nine sacks a year, eight, nine sacks a year, Leonard Floyd, we're moving off him. They just moved off Bobby Wagner. I'm told they're going to move off Jalen Ramsey, get draft capital. So what the Rams are doing, so my guess is the Rams next year won't be as good defensively, but McVay, who, there was retirement talk. Mm-hmm. McVay said, okay, I'll come back. We've got a new sheriff here. Okay, we're going we're gonna to be good offensively. We may have to. We may be a ten-win team losing shootouts, but my reputation's offense. I'm not doing that again. I'm not going with Baker Mayfield and a makeshift O line. Spend money on offense. Opposite of the Steelers, we're going to spend all our money on offense. Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May 14th. Get twenty-five dollar tickets to over five thousand shows. That's up to seventy-five percent off a summer full of your favorite artists like Twenty One Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than five thousand summer shows for just twenty-five dollars until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com/concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum Forty One, Thirty Seconds from Mars, Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.